If my Bible were a Bible with pictures, there are more scripture passages than I can count, which could and would and should have a picture of my mother-in-law beside them. And I actually mean that kind of literally because there are more scripture passages than I literally can count, which are in one way or another about one of those core things which I'm sure probably all of us knew comprised her. These would be verses about faith and faithfulness and love for God and love for creation and love for others and helping others. These would be verses about joy and gratitude and humility and generosity and tender-heartedness and, and by and I mean, of course, music. The language which she found most powerfully and articulately able to speak for her faith and her faithfulness and her love. So personally, it would have been hard for me to decide what scripture readings to limit myself to today, and Kathy gave me some fairly clear instructions that I needed to limit myself today. So we decided to let grandmas decide. First, in those words, favorite verses and uh, musical anthems, which she found and, and uh, Sarah and Pam read for us. And then finally, this passage, which this week Melissa found highlighted, circled in Grandma's Bible from Colossians chapter 3. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, you must also forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts, sing. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I think those verses are so very Gene Kensel that uh, I invite you, if you have one of those funeral folders, those funeral folders, all those pictures, I invite you um, literally to turn your Bible into a picture Bible. Um, tuck that funeral folder with her pictures, uh, my mother-in-law's pictures in Colossians 3, 12 to 17. She was, of course, more than my mother-in-law. She was Ernie and Minnie's daughter, 
She was Uni and Bill's big sister. She was, and this must be written in large and bold font, she was Paul Kinsel's wife and lover. She was Pete and Bill and Kathy's mom. She was Pat's mother-in-law, not just mine. She was Paul Diesel and Melissa's grandma. That, by the way, should also be written in very large font. She was Shirley's grandma-in-law. She was Aunt Jean and Great Aunt Jean. And she was Jenna Lynn and Leah Jean's great grandma. That, by the way, should be written in such joyful font. And there you have her, not actually a huge family as families go, except that uh, Jean's family was as large as any family I know. Because she was a friend to many who knew and loved her as a sister and a mom, and maybe most of all as Grandma Jean. And too, and this must be written in the boldest of all thoughts, and grateful too, because she would insist, she too, dearest Jean Esther, was a child of God and our sister in Christ. Our sister who in her Bible circled those words from Colossians 3 that I am totally sure she would be delighted to have us remember when we remember her. As God's chosen ones, holy beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, and above all with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And be thankful. I do want to say, because we are here to remember her, that I think it is important, lest the woman we are remembering becomes someone who actually wasn't real. I think it's important to say, because among other things, to me, this makes the depth of her faith and hope and love and joy and gratitude even more profound. I think it's important to remember to say that one, she wasn't perfect by any means. And two, it was not all easy. Seven and a half months after she married Paul Kensel came the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Paul was already in the army. He would stay in for four more years as the country and he were thrust into World War II. The years before that, her preteen and teen years, she lived during the Great Depression, which impacted her family tremendously. It's why they left Chicago uh, for other opportunities. But the most difficult thing for Grandma, far and away the most difficult thing for her, is that Though very few of you actually have any idea about this, she struggled mightily with depression. In fact, as a young mom, she was hospitalized twice with what in those days were diagnoses of nervous breakdowns. In those days too, of course, many, including Jean, felt a need to battle depression not only silently, but also with a sense of shame. 
That included needing to get over the thought, and this took her years. I'm talking about the thought, suck it up, girl, because you really should be able to beat this without taking pills your whole life. Related to that struggle, I think, is the fact that she was far and away her own harshest critic. And also the fact, and I'm thinking of this, this is actually going to surprise many of you because of how you knew her, but she, um, well, countless times over the years, when she looked in a mirror, she actually couldn't see sometimes what countless others did see, exactly what others saw when they looked at her, that being a joyful light shining in front of you, right? But Jean, who surely was a light, Sometimes, looking in her mirror, had difficulty seeing things other than shades of dark. You did not know this. I wanted you to know because, as I said, we can only really remember somebody if we remember somebody really. And two, as I also said, because in remembering all of her, including her struggles, the depth and genuineness of the things we all did know, her faith, her love, her joy, become to me even more profoundly real. For they were life-tested. And they came through strong. She loved the choir anthem that she uh, heard the choir here sing a year or two ago and which the Zemeks are going to sing later. I believe in the sun even when it's not shining. I believe in love even when I don't feel it. And I believe in God even when God is silent. I believe in love. Above all, says Paul in Colossians, clothe yourselves in love, which holds everything together in perfect harmony. I wish I would have talked to Jean and see if she ever thought because uh, I'm thinking I bet she did. If she ever thought about that person, realized with joy that the word harmony is also a musical term, which refers to something that is beautiful because people are singing different notes, not all the same notes. Clothe yourselves in love, says Paul, which does hold everything together, not in perfect unison, in perfect harmony. And be thankful. I want to be clear, um, antidepressant medications were a gift from God that helped Jean greatly, especially once she learned that you don't stop taking them when you start feeling better. This took a while. But those medications, though they truly helped her, they did not make her who she truly was. They did, however, help her more fully and brightly to be who she truly was. That being a woman who knew the value and practiced the habits of two things, which for her, I think, of one as a spiritual armor she wore, and the other of which I think of as a spiritual weapon, which she held fast. First, the armor. Above all, says Paul, clothe yourselves in love. I don't need to tell you, you all know this. Grandma Jean was oh so clothed in love. You know this. 
She loved deeply, she loved powerfully, she loved joyfully, she loved tenderly, and of course occasionally being a mother, sometimes she loved annoyingly. But love wasn't just something that was deep because it was writ deep in her heart. It was writ deeply too in the words she said, the deeds she did, the prayers she prayed, the giggles she giggled, and sometimes the tears she cried. All of which were held together in perfect harmony by the love in which she surely was clothed. When I say her love was written in tears, I'm thinking of the times I would see her watching the news and there'd be a story of something, children starving or a disaster somewhere, and she would start crying. And she would say, Roger, oh, those poor children. She clothed herself in love. Which takes us secondly to what I think of as the spiritual weapon which she held fast and employed regularly, and that is gratitude. My mother-in-law was deliberately, intentionally thankful, which is a powerful weapon spiritually and emotionally because the more you say thank you, the more things you see to be thankful for. And the more things you see to be thankful for, the more beautifully you become Grandma Jean. Grandma Jean who, and I don't know if anyone else ever realized this, but in the last 10 or 20 years, I started to realize I never heard her say goodbye anymore. Rather, every time when I would stop to see her, get ready to leave, or um, call her, get ready to hang up, uh, she would say not goodbye, but thank you. In the last year uh, or so, she started adding a mission to that benediction uh, as she would go on then to say, now, Roger, you go home and have family hugs. Grandma gave Melissa a pillow. It says, Grandma says when God made me, he was just showing off. Grandma, Jean Esther, when God made you, he was smiling. And we in our lives were so blessed by your smile. You in our lives, more than you were anything, Grandma Jean, you were a smile. Now, now because of that, uh, we do need to cry for a while. For we need to be real. But we'll be back, really. And we will smile with so many great memories. But we will smile too with the hope that is ours because, oh Grandma, we know that the greatest song you ever sang with us and for us was Easter, which allows us to imagine that last Saturday when we were crying, you were giggling. 
For just as you had prayed, it would be. Friday night, you went to sleep. And the next morning, and Grandma, how many times did you tell me how much you were looking forward to exactly this? The next morning, you woke to see Jesus. And beside him was your dear Paul. And the family hug that followed them was the hug of the love of forever. Rest in peace, Grandma. Rest in joy. We were grateful and last week uh, because she was under comfort care. Um, we were able with proper precautions to, to go see her. Uh, two hours, two people max. So Kathy and Melissa were there the first hour and then Melissa and I the second hour. Melissa, yeah. I asked her if she would like communion. She said that would be wonderful. She didn't remember what she had for lunch, but she knew all four verses to Beautiful Savior. We sang it. She knew the whole 23rd song. We said it. We confessed our sins. She said something to me. She said, Roger, I think of that. We confessed that we'd sinned by what we've left undone. I said, Grandma, there's grace for that, too. She said, thank you for saying that, dear man. Uh, we said the traditional version of the Lord's Prayer. It was her favorite. She remembered it. I gave her communion. She said, thank you. Sometimes the last memories you have of someone 